At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Continuing our special edition of VSIN tonight, the bracket betting edition. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds and Matt Humans here at Circus Sportsbook. Gentlemen, great job going through the South. Now let's go East and take a look there and see what you guys think about. Let's start off with the 8 9 matchup Memphis, Anthony Hardaway. Impressive win. I know Houston backers would say, hey, we didn't have our best player. But still, a win's a win. And now they're going to take on the nine seed, Florida Atlantic. Matt, let me start off with you. Does Penny keep it rolling with the Tigers? Well, this is interesting. I, I want to get Wes's view on this game, too, because it seems like 90% of the people who are looking at this are just automatically advancing Memphis mm-hmm. in the bracket mm-hmm. and saying, uh, Memphis is going to knock off Purdue in the second round. Nightmare right. matchup for Purdue. And just dismissing, totally dismissing a Florida Atlantic team that's 31-3, and three, okay? <laughs> and I think that's going to motivate the Owls. They know they're being dismissed here. And uh, they did win at Florida in November. They played a decent schedule. They got two sophomore guards, John L. Davis and Elijah Martin, who are good shooters. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted to play Florida Atlantic because the narrative here, the Memphis is just automatically going to coast into the second round and knock off Purdue. This is that, not – oh, go ahead. That, that said, I, when you look at the matchup, it's – it does kind of lead you to the Tigers. Well, it's uh, a I short think the, situ- the situational uh, aspects of this handicap kind of say Florida Atlantic. But when you look at the teams, you match them up on paper. I do like Memphis a little bit. I'm surprised, Wes. The number is only two because of the narrative right. that Matt just laid out there. It does feel like everybody's back in Memphis, not just here, but to, to go deeper into this tournament. And yet it's only a two-point spread. So that's why I'm waiting uh, to see if this goes up a little bit, like Matt said earlier, or Matt had said in previous discussions. Every half point matters, and I think it will matter here. Mm -hmm. I like the Owls, and when you look at Memphis, I understand why people are gravitating towards them. They just beat a one seed. Yeah, they didn't have Marcus Sasser, but Mm -hmm. they beat a one seed pretty convincingly. They actually beat Houston in two regular season meetings last year. However, this was the first time they beat Houston, who's the king daddy of the American Athletic Conference. (laughs) This is the first time that they beat him for a championship. This is the first championship that Penny Hardaway has ever won. This team, I think, a little bit less talented than last year's team that had a couple one-and-dones uh, with Jalen Duran and then Imani Bates, who's now transferred to Eastern Michigan. A lot less headaches, a lot more team-oriented on this Memphis team, and that's why I think that they've been a better team this year than they were last year. However, when you get that sense of accomplishment, I think, with, with Memphis, when you win a championship and you got to do an immediate turnaround, yeah. 
Florida Atlantic, I think, you know, might be being a little bit disrespected here because this is a team that that is very good, and this is a team that can really shoot the three well. Memphis gives up a lot of three-point attempts because they kind of pack it in around the rim. FAU, uh, 37.2%, top 30 in the country, also 32nd in two-point percentage. They have the athletes, I think, to at least run with Memphis a little bit. Now, I don't think Dusty May is going to want a track meet necessarily in his first time in the NCAA tournament, but this one I'm going to wait on a little bit. I think Memphis might be getting a little bit overpriced. Kendrick Davis, one of the better guards in the country, but still, I think they're just automatically advancing Memphis and thinking that they're going to knock out Mm -hmm. Purdue in the second round. I tend to disagree with that. I think Matt does as well, so... Give me FAU if this line keeps ticking up. Yeah, and Kendrick Davis looks like an NBA guard. Tim Murray of the Sun mentioned he was going to play Memphis on the money line. I think if you if you can find a cheap money line price on Memphis, play it. But also, I think the public's going to bet this number up to three later in the week. You might be able to get the Owls plus three. All right, so if you like Ford Atlantic, like uh, you guys are leaning towards, maybe you just wait a little bit and see if you can get the better of the number before we get to tip on Friday, that will be a late game, 9.30, uh, 9.20 p.m. Eastern time. Let's stay in the East, 5.12, on another network, four letters. Every single expert they have, they've got Duke in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. they got Duke coming out of the East. Well, they got to get through Oral Roberts first in a 5.12. I mentioned it. Fives always seem to beat a 12. we got another opportunity here. Wes Reynolds, is everybody overlooking Oral Roberts here? Uh, I don't think so based on the market, because if you uh, saw these numbers come out on Sunday night, right after the pairings were announced, there were some seven and a halves out there. Every kind of sharp better that I respect and follow bet seven and a half on Oral Roberts. And I was having a uh, text conversation with a a mutual friend of Matt and I's that's a, that's a pro better. And he kind of liked Oral Roberts initially too. And I was like, maybe wait to buy Duke here Mm. in this spot because Everybody is going to want to see, people want to see Duke get knocked out. And everybody remembers Oral Roberts a couple years ago during the COVID tournament where they were a 15 seed and they beat the two seed Ohio State. Max Abmas, who's still on the team, by the way, Kevin O'Banner, who's now at Texas Tech. But Oral Roberts now has a big guy in Connor Vanover, a 7-5 center. That's the matchup I want to see. Connor Vanover against Cal Filipowski and Derek Lively, two seven-footers for Duke. And See how that works out. Statistically, if Oral Roberts, number one in turnover rate in the country offensively. That means, you know, never giving the ball up. And this is a team that's won 17 in a row. Now, when they stepped up against better competition, lost by 38 to Houston, lost by eight at St. Mary's, respectable, lost by 10 at Utah State, lost by seven at New Mexico. I'm willing to buy Duke low here in this game. I have not bet this, but I'm seeing as low as six in the market. This may continue to drop if Oral Roberts gets a little trendy. I believe they were the, I think they were the only team to go undefeated in conference play this Mm -hmm. year in the Summit League. Yeah, 18 and 0, but that's a bad conference. Mm -hmm. Also, it's, Oral Roberts has the feel of like a a traveling carnival because you got the small guard, Max Amos. Max Amos averages 22.2 points a game. He got 7-5 Connor Vanover, the transfer from Arkansas, who actually can step out and hit the three. Shoots 33% from three. And he got a third scorer in Isaac McBride. He shoots 41% from three. I think this is a dangerous team, actually. Lost to St. Mary's, Utah State, New Mexico. But the thing about that uh, blowout loss to Houston that Wes mentioned, um, Max Amos shot one for 13, McBride one for 10, Vanover three for 11. Those guys had horrific shooting nights. So I think you kind of draw a line through that. That doesn't mean too much. I like Duke, too. I think the Blue Devils, I've been talking about this for a few weeks. I think they're peaking. There's a lot of upside with this team. If this number is six, if you can get six, I think uh, that's, a, that's a cheap price here on the Blue Devils. I like them to go deep in this bracket. And they've been doing it with defense, too, yes, they because have. they don't have that dead-eye shooter that they usually you know what have. what else they the don't three. have? They don't have Coach K, and John Shire is a much better defensive coach. He has been shots, so far this season. Yes. Shots fired at okay. uh, Let's get to number four, Tennessee, against number 13, Louisiana. This will be Thursday, 9.40 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the Vols, Matt, it feels like, boy, maybe a shaky four seed here for Tennessee coming into this tournament. What do you make of their first-round matchup here against the Raging Cajuns? Well, there's going to be a couple different ways to look at this. I think some people are going to say, well, the price is cheap on Tennessee mm-hmm. at this point. Um I lean Louisiana at the number 10 and a half. My number is 10, so I'm not saying there's a lot of value here. My power rating number is 10. 
Uh, Raging Cajuns won 26 games, beat South Alabama in the tw- title game. They have a, a really good interior player, Jordan Brown, who's a 6'11 junior forward, averages about 20 points a game. The thing about Tennessee, I think a lot of people are looking to bet against the Vols, and I have too recently, and I've cashed betting against the Vols. They lost point guards to Kai Ziegler. And once he went down, you think, well, you write this team off. I think the first round is when Tennessee is going to be dangerous to bet against. After that, I'm more than willing to fade Tennessee across the board. The Vols are not going to go deep in this tournament. I'm taking the Raging Cajuns plus 10.5 here, but it's not one of my favorite plays. I did lay Tennessee actually at 10, and I don't like to lay double-digit favorites very often in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I was willing to do so here. It's already baked in that Rick Barnes has not been the greatest spread (laughs) coach, even though he's won at every program he's ever been at. Yeah. Never really gotten it done in March, but I think in the first round they get it done. I think the the Raging Cajuns are in for a whole different level of defense here. Second best defense in the country in terms of adjusted efficiency for Tennessee. Uh, second best effective field goal percentage. Fifth in offensive rebounding. First in three-point percentage defense, 26.2%. I think the Raging Cajuns are in for a beating here in the All first right, round. All right, which odds makers do you trust? Circus Sports opened at nine and a half. DraftKings opened this 14. Yeah, that was going to say, if you, if you had a Raging Cajuns at 14 and then come back to the other side, might get a, a nice no, little no, middle this opportunity. Is, this is absolutely a good middle, yeah. but uh, I like the balls here to get it done easily. Gentlemen, it doesn't feel like that long ago we were talking about Kentucky possibly missing the NCAA tournament. Could have got as high. I was seeing some 50-1s to out there. Can't get those numbers anymore. They come in as a sixth seed. They got hotter down the stretch. Now going up against Providence. Really struggled down the stretch uh, in Big East play. Wes, let me start off with you here. Is this a problem for Big Blue, or we've kind of put those questions behind us? Well, uh, Big Blue is one of the ultimate high-variance teams. This is a team that could go to the Final Four or get beat in the first round. Right. And I really believe that with this team. Uh, That was true last year, too, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. and they did get beat in the first round by 15 (laughs) St. Peter's. But uh, I I would look at Kentucky here, perhaps in a Moneyline parlay with another dance partner. I think they get the win here. Providence, one of the last teams in the tournament – because they had the worst non-conference strength of schedule of any team in the Power Six conferences in college basketball. So they're kind of tough to trust, I think, against a Kentucky team that still has played very good defense down the stretch. Providence had a worse strength of schedule in the non-conference even than Texas A&M? Yeah, they were the lowest because uh, wow. uh, Rutgers uh, was and second Rutgers, lowest. Rutgers down there too. Uh, okay, as far as this game, Everybody looks to fade the Friars all the time. It, it seems like the luck factor is on their side. They find ways to win close games. Mm-hmm. I think the way Wes said it is right. Kentucky's going to find a way to win this game in advance, but I'm not laying the points here. I think this is one of those games that goes down to the wire. Providence plays a lot of tight games. Uh, I don't trust Kentucky. I can't lay it. So if you force me to take a side here, I'm going to take the four points with the Friars. All right, very quickly, I mean, they were talking about Cal getting ousted. There in Lexington, I mean, was that stuff overblown or was it just like a yeah. struggle at the beginning of the year? There is some tension between he and the athletic director, Mitch Barnhart. That Ooh. is very real. But Cal's also got an historically good recruiting class coming in next season, so he's going to be there for at least one more year. So even if they do go out in the first round back-to-back, doesn't look like this would be the end of Coach Cal in Lexington. All right, we're going to put an end to the East discussion when we come back and get your final four predictions. Who's coming out of the East? That is next on a special edition of VEASAN Tonight. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds make mom's mother's day and all the 364 days that aren't mother's day with a bartesian cocktail maker at 50 dollars off visit b-a-r-t-e-s-i-a-n.com backslash mother now to get 50 dollars off the bartesian premium cocktail maker bartesian premium cocktails on demand 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year for just $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket, betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the big dance. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every single tournament game from our experts like the GOAT himself, Brent Musburger, and... Greg Hoops Peterson. Sign up today. Get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tourney for just $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Alongside two more experts, Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds. Gentlemen, let's continue our discussion of the East. K-State, they were kind of like the bell of the ball there for the beginning of the year, right? Like, whoa, K-State didn't see this coming. A three seed right now here for the Wildcats against Montana State. Matt Humans, it kind of Weren't the same K-State down the stretch? What do you make of them now coming into the big dance? Well, I think K-State, first of all, has got really superior talent in this matchup. you got two of the five first-team All-Big 12 uh, players on this uh, K-State team. Now, Dave, let's rewind the tape a year ago. At this time a year ago, a lot of people were trying to make a case for Montana State as a live dog, as a 14 seed against Texas Tech. Final score of that game, 97-62 Texas Tech. <laughs> Whoops. Right? Yep. So I'm not sure if the Bobcats are any good. That's my problem here. They're 25-9. and nine. They blew out Northern Arizona in the uh, Big Sky title game, but Northern Arizona's terrible. Uh, so I look at the non-conference. Montana State lost to Oregon by 30, lost to Arizona by 21. I can't make a, I can't make a real good case here for Montana State. I'm going to leave that to Wes. If he wants to make a case for the dog, he can try it. I do like Raekwon Battle. The senior guard, he averages 17. He's a scorer. I think he can keep the Bobcats hanging around for a while. I'm not playing many favorites here, but I'll play K-State in a money line parlay or lay eight with K-State. I did take some 10 here and a little bit of nine after it moved on Montana State. And look, Matt is right. They got blown out last year by Texas Tech. Now they're in the same 3-14 matchup. And yet they're only getting like nine and now eight and a half, eight. That's telling you someone is betting Montana State. <laughs> and it's usually more often than not betting the openers are more pro betters that have been betting this all season or some sharper betters for whatever that's worth. That doesn't mean they're guaranteed to cash a ticket on this game. But this is a Montana State team, 44.4% in terms of free throw attempts per field goal attempts. That means they get to the foul line a lot. And I think that that's very beneficial for an underdog because stops the clock and allows you to score. This was a Montana State team that did beat Eastern Washington, who was the best team in the conference. They were the number one seed in the big sky. Mm. Beat them on senior night there up in Cheney, and then won three in a row, had that two-overtime crawl against Weber State that they had to get through, and they did, and then they beat Northern Arizona. 
K-State, Jerome Tang, look, he finally got his opportunity to be a head coach. I mean, he's been an assistant for Scott Drew, I think, the last 15 years down at Baylor and widely known as a dude-getter, a guy that's a very good recruiter, Jerome Tang, and recruited the transfer portal because three of their starters, Keontae Johnson from Florida, Desi Sills was at Arkansas, then was at Arkansas State, Cam Carter was at Mississippi State. So these are guys that played high major college basketball that have been very good for K-State, but I didn't like what I saw out of them in the in the, in the Big 12 tournament. They kind of come stumbling in a little mm -hmm. bit, too. Lost by eight at West Virginia. Lost by 13 to TCU in the tournament. I wonder if this team peaked a little bit early. I think this is going to be a closer game than a lot of people think. Well, that's uh, my concern here with K-State, too, because I like to chart teams. You know, you look who who's peaking early, who's peaking in March, and K-State definitely peaked early and is not playing its best basketball now. All right, so maybe a, 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 you might think about a money line situation uh, instead of land those points here with K-State. Uh, let's get to what I think could be the most intriguing matchup here for the 7-10s, at least certainly in the East, and that would be Michigan State against USC. Talk about two teams that I, I've really struggled to get a handle on. Wes, I'll start off with you. What do you make of the Trojans here against uh, Tom Izzo? Normally, you don't want to bet against Izzo in March, and right now you got to lay a small number if you if you want to back Michigan State, just laying the two. Yeah, I've had a struggle getting a handle on these two teams too because I think they've been very inconsistent, particularly the Spartans. They're a very good three-point shooting team, 39.5%. The problem is they don't take enough of them. They're 297th in three-point rate, meaning they don't take only 33 33% of their shots are from the three. And they really need to shoot more from outside of there. Had some injuries. Look, they're not a team that really pressures you in the backcourt, so they don't force a lot of turnovers. This is a team with uh, two senior starters, Tyson Walker and Joey Hauser. So they do have some experience. Meanwhile, USC, you know, got healthy down the stretch because they were missing their big guy, Joshua Morgan, who's really their best defender. Drew Peterson was battling some injuries, though, in that Pac-12 tournament. It looks like he is a go. He's kind of their point forward, if you will. They run a lot of offense through him, and he's a guy who can step out and shoot. Uh, both of these teams are very equal. USC very tough at the rim, too. Only give up 42.4%. So, isn't a game that I bet, but if you made me, I'd be taking the Trojans plus the Deuce. Yeah, my power ratings actually So USC is two points better. Ooh. And Michigan State's a two-point favorite here. Now, in my bracket, I picked Tom Izzo to advance, <laughs> but I would not bet that. I would not lay the two with the Spartans here. I think Wes would probably agree. If, if Michigan State's going to win this game, Tyson Walker's going to have to go off. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, yeah. And they're going to have to shoot more threes, too, because yeah. USC gives up nothing at the rim. Uh, that said, like it's the same thing Wes said, if you force me to, to play a side here from a point spread perspective, I'm going to take USC plus two. All right, yeah, because, again, for your power ratings, you're basically getting four points to the better uh, of the number here with SC. All right, gentlemen, it's time now to make your official predictions to come out of the East. Wes, let's start off with you because, again, number one team in this region is Purdue. Mm -hmm. I was burned by them last year. I still got uh, – As still, was I. Still scorned by last year. Wes, are we putting that behind us this year, and we go and boil her up? We are going boiler up, at least for the top half of the region. I think it's them and Duke that are in the Sweet 16. And and look, uh, I know Purdue is kind of the trendy first number one oh, seed yeah. to get eliminated because it's like we all saw the end of that Penn State game on Sunday in the Big 12, oh. uh, Big 10 title game in Chicago, where it's like press Purdue, press Purdue. And the freshman guards, Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith, have struggled sometimes against pressure. But that doesn't mean they don't practice against it. I mean, you can only simulate it so much. I know they work on it in practice. I was listening to an interview with Bruce Weber, who Matt Painter used to coach under mm -hmm. uh, for years at, at Southern Illinois. And, you know, he says, yeah, they practice against it, but they just, you know, kind of froze <laughs> a little bit. But I think Purdue advances to Sweet 16. I think it's them and Duke. And that's actually a rematch of what we saw in the PK-80 uh, out in Portland. Now, Purdue got the better of Duke. They ran them off 75-56. It won't be as easy the second time around. This Duke team is much better. So I look to the bottom of the bracket of who I have advancing here, and I have Kentucky and Marquette advancing to the Sweet 16. And I would lead Marquette. I just think that they're a little bit more offensively dynamic. Hmm. So I have one versus two in the regional final, and I'm going, it's going to sound ridiculous. The contrarian number one seed, <laughs> the number one seed that everybody think is the least likely to get to the final four. I think the Purdue Boilermakers are coming out of Madison Square Garden 
the East Region champions uh, in the final over Marquette. In Matt Painter, we trust. Matt Humans, do you trust him? Well, a qualifying statement there. Wes is an IU graduate, so he's trying to put the hex on Purdue. <laughs> I knew you it's would say win-win that. It's a win-win either I way. I knew you would say that. <laughs> That's obvious what he's trying to do here. But <laughs> the reverse jinx on him. No, but... But I also knew that he was going to look at Purdue strongly here because of what West is kind of a contrarian thinker. Yeah. And right now, the number one public pick uh, for the first number one seed to get knocked out is Purdue. Yeah, Everybody's absolutely. picking against Purdue. And that might be the thing Purdue has going most for it, right? Yeah, you can get because 12 to ones on them right now if, to if cut you, down the net. A lot of times you go opposite of what the uh, public opinion is, overwhelming public opinion. Uh, that's probably a smart play. An overwhelming public opinion is Purdue's going out early and everybody's saying Memphis in round two. So that's probably not going to go according to script. That said, I've been talking up Duke for weeks. Mm. And uh, I think there's a lot of upside. Kyle Filipowski, freshman, I don't know if he's a legit seven foot, but he's close, 6'10", <laughs> he, can, he can bring the ball up to four, lead the break, shoot to three. He's a stud. And the, the other freshmen for the Blue Devils have really grown up. Purdue was the best team in college basketball in November – and December. But Dave, this is March, right? Yes. And Purdue is probably playing at like a, a fringe top 25 team right now, unfortunately. Unless they can flip the switch and play much better here in the tournament, I can't see Purdue getting by Duke a second time. Uh, like Wes said, Purdue beat Duke by 19 when they played in November. I've got Duke coming out of this region, despite all five ESPN analysts <laughs> on the Sunday night show picking Duke no to come jinx. out of the region. Uh, I, I plan to pick Duke to go to the Final Four, so I got to stick with that plan. Uh, eight to one, by the way, for Duke to come out of this region. Wow. Do you really? like that number? I saw plus five fifty here at Circuit. Yeah, Circuit. I got to think that that number is going to get bet yeah. down, right? Yeah. So if you can still find them out there, that feels like a playable number. But again, down to to, to five fifty, some other shops. So mm-hmm. again, Wes, when you look at Purdue very quickly here, because again, I, I did take that twelve to one ticket for them to win the whole thing. It's not as contrarian a view as you have, but what is it about them, what Matt says, to flip the switch that you believe that they can do so? A, they don't foul. B, they rebound. And C, they've got the player of the year in Zach Eady. Yeah, last time I checked, he's still, what, 7-4? Yeah, didn't shrink. Still that tall. When we come back, let's talk about the women and see who we think is going to come out and win the whole thing. Danielle Avari is going to join us next. Right here, special edition of Visa Tonight. VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we continue our special edition of VSIN tonight. Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's talk about the women's bracket here, Wes, and to help us do that, we're going to bring in Danielle Alvari. You can follow her on Twitter as I do. A fantastic follow on Twitter at Danielle Avari. And we've got these these regions. It's kind of different, obviously, from the men's tournament. We've got the Greenville region and the Seattle region. So let's try to go uh, down the list here. We'll start off with Greenville region number one. Big picture, Danielle. It feels like this might be the chalkiest of the regions. Yeah, I call Greenville one bummer city because if you're in this region, you have to go through the defending champs, the undefeated 32-0 SEC champs, the South Carolina Gamecocks. They slow you down. They rebound. Their offense is not even how they win games. It's on the defensive side for this team. So the teams that they've struggled against, and struggle is very, very small, small (laughs) letters here, have been the teams that have been able to slow them down. UCLA was one of them actually at South Carolina earlier in the year, able to just muck up their offense a little bit, but they are just able to do everything they want with this team. Uh, Lots of senior leadership. Aaliyah Boston, obviously most outstanding player from the Final Four last year, back and likely the first overall pick in the WNBA. So this team is poised to run it back. Yeah, Don Staley's crew, I feel bad for uh, for the Spartans there of Norfolk State, my old mm-hmm. neck of the woods there, Wes Reynolds. Any, any shot of anybody else coming out of this region? Because I think, as Danielle puts it, it feels like the South Carolina region. I think this is going to be South Carolina, and they're going to play in Columbia. Of course, the uh, protected seeds host their first and second round games in their own arena. So they don't have to leave the state until they get to the Final Four, and I think they will. However... And not the easiest to draw, oh. you would think, for the number one seed. Okay. Uh, South Florida and Marquette uh, mm-hmm. are, are very solid teams in the 8-9. Uh, Jose Fernandez down at South Florida, they were upset, actually, in the American tournament, even though they won the league. Uh, Marquette beat UConn, Texas, Gonzaga, all NCAA tournament teams. So 
you look through they they should get through that though and they'd have a rematch with ucla as danielle mentioned mm-hmm. uh you know only lost by 10 to this team they made a great run in the pac-12 tournament before they they upset stanford actually the top seed who was a one seed in this tournament before they fell against washington state in the final uh uh kiki rice really good freshman for ucla so you know, going forward, uh, I do think that this could be challenging. Now, when they advance the Elite Eight, which they will, they could either get number two Maryland or number three Notre Dame. They killed Maryland, South Carolina back on November 11th, mm-hmm. 81-56. to 56, But Brenda Fries' team is a lot better. Love Brenda They Fries. were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, great game against Iowa that they fell short in the Big Ten tournament. So, South Carolina is going to advance. Notre Dame, Olivia Miles, I don't know if she's going to be healthy. So, South Carolina is going to move on to the final. I have a feeling they're going to come up in conversation a little bit later on in this segment. But, Danielle, let's move on to Seattle 4. And I, I don't want to give out the cheat codes here, but I think you guys think that maybe this is where the chalk does not hold form here. Who do you have coming out of Seattle 4? This is the chaos region. This is where you could expect a lot of things to go haywire just because there's a lot of talent in this section here. I decided to go with a fun pick here, and I'm actually going to – ask you not to pick this as well. Stanford is the smart pick in my opinion here, the one seed, but I'm going to go with two seed Iowa for me beating Stanford in the elite eight to advance to the final four. Iowa has the scoring power to absolutely wreak havoc on teams. Their defense is where they fall short. And it's not a defense that you should back going to a final four, unless you're crazy like me. Stanford is the more balanced team. They beat South Carolina in the championship game in 2021. They made it to the final four last year, lost to UConn. They have the size that they need to be able to compete with the South Carolina team. So Stanford is a smarter pick. I'm going with Iowa. It's more fun. They have Caitlin Clark. She's averaging 27 points per game. She's an absolute joy to watch. I think everybody wants them to make it to the final four just for the sure entertainment value of it all. They are at 18 to one as well to win it all. If you think that offense can just blaze through any kind of defense that is on this side of the bracket. All right. So we're going to go with the two seed there. Are you going to go with the one seed here, Wes? You're going to go in an upset too. I am not. I'm going to go with the four seed. Oh, the Texas wow. Longhorns uh, coached okay. by Vic Schaefer, who by the way, has made a a national championship before two-time Final Four in 2017 and 2018 when he was at Mississippi State, was the Big 12 Coach of the Year. They lost to Stanford, who's the one seed in the Seattle region, last year in the Elite Eight. I think they get some payback. I know they lost in the Big 12 title game, but Vic Schaefer, I think, is one of the best coaches in college basketball. He's 75-25 and 25, uh, there at Texas since 2020. I think Hook'em Horns is going to be playing in Dallas in the final four. The chaos region, as Danielle said. I love that. Okay, so the two seed and the four seed coming out of there in Seattle four. Let's go back to Greenville two. And I got a Hoosier to my left here, Danielle. Is it anybody besides IU coming out of this bracket? I think Wes will be very happy with my answer. I do have Indiana coming out, but it might be a little difficult for them. I actually have them going up against number two, Utah, in the Elite Eight to advance to the Final Four. This Indiana team is the most well-balanced team, really, in these top teams that we're discussing. They haven't really had the injury bug either, which is different from a lot of these teams at the top as well. They're led by Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, Mackenzie Holmes. So, like I said, able to compete on the defensive side and the offensive side. Hasn't seen South Carolina this year. Also Big Ten Coach of the Year here uh, and just hit their program's best Elite Eight run just last season. I think they pushed through to the Final Four this year, and actually I have them going to the championship game. Wow, and again, so Danielle's already picked IU, so it's not a homer pick by you if you go along with the Hoosiers. Yeah, I think the Lady Hoosiers are coming out here. By the way, no team in women's college basketball have more wins over ranked teams than the Lady Hoosiers. That's Nine right. ranked wins this year, so... uh for the people in USA Today that were whining and complaining about, oh, Caitlin Clark and Iowa should have been a number one seed, not Indiana. It's a good storyline, Wes. Yeah, but Indiana's <laughs> the better team. They split the regular season meetings, by the way, yeah. IU and Iowa. Caitlin Clark hit that three at the buzzer. And I know Indiana didn't look great in the Big Ten tournament. They didn't have energy in the first game against Michigan State and then eventually put them away in the second half. They got Then the next day, they came out of House of Fire and were up by 20 on Ohio State, who, by the way, is a three seed mm-hmm. in the women's NCAA tournament. Ohio State comes back from 20 down. I think that Indiana team was just tired. And one of the things about this women's tournament that's different than the men's tournament, the big conferences play the first week of championship week, and the lower to mid-majors play the second week. So all these teams in the Big Ten and the Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, and so on and so forth, they have a week of rest an extra week of rest. And I think that's good for Indiana. I think they played in so many high leverage games. They need that rest. And like Danielle mentioned, Mackenzie Holmes, Terry Morin, who is going to be the national coach of the year. Mm -hmm. 
Lady Hoosiers uh, going to be in Dallas. Seattle three. Danielle, Gino is a two seed. What do you make of the Huskies? Can they ups, uh, upset the apple cart here as a two seed and come out of this region? Yes, and he'll tell you the Bill Belichick line of they're an underdog in some way, and he doesn't think their chances are very good. But they are a number two seed, could have easily been a number one seed. And really just the issue, we saw Paige Beckers go down with, I believe, a knee injury earlier Mm -hmm. in the year uh, before the season even started. And then AZ Fudd just returning to the lineup, and I think that's the key here for this UConn team. I have UConn advancing to the Final Four out of this region over Virginia Tech, the one seed. I don't think Virginia Tech's getting enough Credit because they went on a little run at the end, and that's why they even made it to this one seed. They weren't performing over the top from the start of the season. They just kind of snuck into the discussion in this last month or so. So I do think that Connecticut just has the pedigree here. I believe, Wes can correct me if I'm wrong, they are going for their 15th straight wow. uh, final four appearance. So that is not a streak you want to break, and there is something to having this championship final four pedigree. Uh, so for me, it's UConn advancing. So I have two one seeds and two two seeds in my final four, which well, Les, is very chalky. Are but. you going to go with, with the underdog in Gino and UConn as Danielle is? I'm going to take a shot with Kevin McGuff and Ohio State, uh, number three <laughs> seed in this like region. It. By the way, they were 19-0, and then they kind of peaked early, got some injuries. Uh you know, they were surprised last year, but not a surprise this year. And I think they've got Sheldon, uh, J.C. Sheldon, a top 25 player back uh, from injury. So Kevin McGuff has a lot more options this time of the season. I want to see how FUD holds up. She just returned in the Big East tournament. So I am going with the Lady Buckeyes out of this region. All right, it's down to the nitty gritty. If you want to back South Carolina and win the whole thing, you got to lay $2, Danielle. Is that the smart play, even though they're the overwhelming favorite? Oh, geez. What does that mean? They have to win more than 64% of the time. I do think they do. I think if you run this simulation, that happens. I think there are some better numbers out there, too. I think I've seen some minus 165, so obviously shop around for the best number. I would like to bet something south of minus 200, but there's probably smarter ways to bet this tournament. But I do feel like it's South Carolina's tournament to lose. So I have them winning it, but I know Wes does not agree. Oh, Uh, Well, head says South Carolina, but we're not going with the head. We're going with the ticker here. We're going with the heart. Wow. The Lady Hoosiers, uh, led by Coach of the Year, Terry Moran, soon to be Coach of the Year. And, you know, they added a lot of shooters in the offseason, too. It's not just Mackenzie Holmes and Grace Berger anymore. You had Sidney Parrish, who transferred in, but comes back home to Indiana, was at Oregon. Sarah Scalia from Minnesota is a team that can shoot the three. I think that they were just a little bit out of gas at the end of the regular season. This week off is going to do them a lot of good. The Lady Hoosiers to cut down the nets in Dallas, Texas. Seven to one for Indiana to get the win. But at least you both have the same final, right, Danielle? Because you've got South Carolina over Indiana. Top two teams. Yeah. Chalk's going to play out. Uh, Danielle, a lot of fun. Enjoy the tournament. Thanks for your expertise. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, guys. All right, there she is, Danielle Alvari. Everybody give her a follow on Twitter. Again, a very entertaining follow. So you guys have the the same teams, just the different outcome. You've got uh, Indiana over South Carolina. Danielle is going. Hashtag IUWBB, going to get it done. When we come back, we're going to the Midwest and back to the men. Come on back. It is a special episode of VEASAN tonight. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet River Squares this basketball season. Place a qualifying bet, you're going to get a square in the house. If your numbers in the square match the final score of the game, you're going to win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions are available at BetRiverSquares.com. Back alongside Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds, this is a special edition of VEASAN tonight as we're going through every single game, every single bracket of the NCAA tournament. Gentlemen, it's time to get to the Midwest. And this is an intriguing 8-9 matchup. Iowa, the 8 seed, against Auburn, the 9. So Auburn kind of limps into this thing here. And Iowa, a little bit of the same here after what they're showing there in the Big Ten tournament. Wes, let me start off with you because I feel like you see the number it's almost a pick them right now. The Tigers, a small favorite of just one. So everybody's thinking this might be the ultimate coin flip game. How do you see it? I think it is the ultimate coin flip game, but maybe the difference is the fact that Auburn gets to play two hours away from the Plains in Birmingham against Iowa. Maybe Fran McCaffrey got sent here to play almost a, a virtual road game for uh, his constant complaining of the referees uh, <laughs> and abusing the referees in the Big Ten Conference. So maybe Selection Committee Chair Chris Reynolds sent him to his uh, fate here. But Iowa, look, they lost in the first round last year to Richmond. They got upset in the in the 413 uh the schematic matchup, I think, favors them because Auburn Auburn is a team full of chuckers yep. that really cannot shoot. So uh, Iowa can kind of safely play and let them shoot and maybe try to pack it in the lane a little bit and get some rebounds. But Iowa can't guard in transition, and that's dangerous against Auburn, who can force a lot of turnovers. Bruce Pearl likes to press. He plays a lot of guys, about 10 deep. Uh, so... I'm, I, I lean Auburn here. This is not one I bet because this is probably the ultimate coin flip game. I just think, you know, going down to play Birmingham, sometimes that crowd mm-hmm. can make a little bit of a difference, especially, and they usually root for the underdog, but this time they're rooting for the local team, and that's the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, I'm not sure where I heard it, but I heard a couple of smart guys call this the ultimate coin flip game. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give Auburn about a 52% chance to win this. <laughs> My power numbers show Auburn is one point better. Uh, Wes is right. Tigers play a helter-skelter style. I don't like the way they play. They they chuck up a lot of uh, bad shots. And, you know, Iowa is never a team I like to bet on in these type of situations here because the Hawkeyes under Fran McCaffrey played no defense. Yeah. And, you know, against, if, if the Tigers are hot from three, that's going to be big trouble. But this could be a wildly entertaining game with a lot of runs. It could be a really good live betting game. I think you're going to see a lot of big runs in this one in a high-scoring game. But uh, to make a pick on it, I have to go with Auburn here as a slight favorite, and I think the location is a a slight advantage as well. Now, the kids don't know of the issues of Bruce Pearl with Iowa, but, Wes, do you think very quickly – that he certainly does. This is going to be one of those games he doesn't yeah. want to lose. Yeah, it's his poor. He coached there under Dr. Tom Davis. And uh, of course, uh, 
Maybe the winner gets Deion Thomas's SUVs when uh, <laughs> he dropped the dime on Jimmy Collins. <laughs> yeah, he did. An Illinois assistant under Lou Henson. So a lot of history of Bruce Pearl in Iowa. That could be very, very interesting. And maybe Fran McCaffrey will stare down a, a fan, a ref or a fan. Who knows? Uh, let's go to the 512s again. We always mention that the 512s are normally where you're looking for those upsets here. So Miami kind of limping into this one here against Drake, not the musician, the basketball team, Matt Humans. Drake, they feel live. We got injury concerns with the Hurricanes, but I love Coach L, Jim Laranega. What do you make of this matchup? Well, this is one where I'm going to ignore my power ratings because I've got Miami five and a half points better. Whoa. And I don't want to play Miami here. I want to be on Drake, but I did not get Drake plus three, so I'm not going to play it. As far as uh, the big guy for the Hurricanes, Omir, what's his name, uh, Wes? Yeah, Norshad Omir. Omir. Um, it looks like he's going to play. I got mm-hmm. information that says it looks like he is going to play in this game. There's been a lot of speculation uh-huh. about whether or not he can or can't go. It looks like he's a go. But that said, I, I do like this Drake team quite a bit. And I knew this was going to be a hot dog play by a lot of people. The Bulldogs blew out Bradley by 26 in the Missouri Valley title game. Tucker DeVries, six seven sophomore guard, son of the coach, 19 points a game, 39% from three, surrounded by four senior starters. Man, this is a, the type of dog I love to bet. I did not get the three, but I'm hoping I can find a way to be on the Drake side. I might live bet it, but for now, put me on Drake. You know, I have not bet this one, Wes, for mm-hmm. all the reasons Matt just laid out. Miami was a team I was really looking forward to in the tournament to bet them. And then you get the injury concerns, and then you get the matchup against Drake, and all of a sudden I go, man, now I'm nervous of backing Coach Laranega. Yeah, and and I did, by the way, get a little bit of three and a half. Of course, those have disappeared here, but – uh. In the, uh, in the words of the Seinfeld episode, you got to love the Drake. <laughs> and I think uh, I do love the Drake. And they get a second chance now, like Matt mentioned, with the four seniors surrounded by the son of the coach, Tucker DeVries. They were in the tournament two years ago during the COVID year, obviously, if no mm-hmm. spectators beat Wichita State in an absolute rock fight in, in that pl- first four game, 53-52, to 52, an old Missouri Valley rivalry there, and then lost 72-56 to 56 to USC. Uh, you know, I look at Miami, and this is a team that I think is not a very good defensive team, even with Omir in the lineup. They've struggled defending pick and roll and have been eaten up in a lot of games in the ACC. Drake is going to be able to do that. Drake is going to run a lot of pick and roll and a lot of pick and pop here with uh, Roman Penn, who's a who's a very dynamic point guard. So I think this is the 12 over 5. Everybody's looking at some kind of trendy 12 over 5s. Mm-hmm. This may be trendy, but I'm going with this. I like the Drake over the U. All right, on the money line there, might not even need the points here of the two and a half right now. Okay, 413, this is going to be a tough discussion for one Wes Reynolds. IU is the four. Kent State, the Golden Flashes. Woo! Some people really like this basketball team, Wes. Let me start off with you. Mm-hmm. What do you make of Indiana? Is this going to be a, a dicey proposition yeah, for the this Hoosiers? is going to be a tough discussion for yours truly because I don't know if I like my alma mater here, to be <laughs> honest with you. And I'll set up. Kind of, this is kind of one of the interesting storyline matchups in the first round because Rob Senderoff, now the head coach of Kent State, was a former Indiana assistant when uh, one Kelvin Sampson was the head coach. Rob Senderoff was fired from Indiana mm. University in the mid-2000s as part of the impermissible uh, excess telephone calls. There was also some other reasons, lack of program control. I don't want to go into that, <laughs> but he hates Indiana. He hates Indiana's guts. You're going to be motivated in the NCAA tournament anyway, but he loathes Indiana. He would love to get a crack at IU, and now he has it. This is a veteran team. Their point guard, Sincere Carey, uh, 80th percentile ball screen usage rate, 90th percentile efficiency for synergy. This is a guy that really leads the offense. He's going to be a tough cover. Indiana's going to miss Xavier Johnson here, by the way, defensively to guard him. So we'll see if Huchifino, whose defense can kind of be hit or miss, can guard him. One of the things I worry about Indiana at the end of the season was the fact that they looked like a very tired basketball team. I was listening to longtime Indiana radio voice Don Fisher today doing an interview, and he's going to know he's done it for 50 years he knows what a tired basketball team is and I think so when you look at the minutes when you look at Trace Jackson Davis playing 38 minutes every game Hood Shafino playing 36 minutes I think Indiana is the better team here but I would lean to Kent State in the points sounds to me like it's personal Rob (laughs) Senderoff hates Indiana hates Indiana's guts he loathes Indiana Uh, so did I mention he doesn't like it I don't think he likes them 
hey, Golden Flash has won 28 games. They're legit. That's not easy to do in the MAC. They're, I mean, that's a challenging uh, conference to post that kind of record. And I think Sincere Carey, the point guard, is kind of set up here to be a March Madness type of star. I'm going to predict, Dave, that Sincere Carey is going to have a shot to win this game. Ooh. Um, that's why I'm taking the points with the flashes. I like Carey. I like Malik Jacobs. And if you look at the non-conference, Kent State really stepped out and got challenged. Lost at Houston 49-44. Lost at Gonzaga 73-66. This team's legit. And uh, the more I've looked at this game and I watched the replay of the MAC title game last night, I think Kent State can win this game. I got to take the plus four and a half. Very quickly, Wes, because again, a lot of times you might like teams like I mentioned with Miami and Florida against Drake, and then you look at the matchup and go, oh, I don't like it. Is this a situation here where you might have liked your alma mater a little bit more if it wasn't for this matchup against yeah. Kent State? Yeah, styles make fights right. in the NCAA tournament. And uh, I would have liked it better if they were playing like Lafayette or Louisiana Lafayette or another 13 sure. seed. This is a tough one, sure. I think, for Indiana. So, uh, uh, I would lean to taking the points as well. I think this is the – there are two 13 seeds that are really difficult to contend with in this tournament. Kent State's one, and Iona is the other. And, again, I, I, we'll, we'll get into your official predictions in the next segment of who's coming out of this Midwest. But it does feel like if Kent State is live for, to, to, to pull the upset here – Potentially, are we looking at another scenario here like a Furman where maybe they don't just stop at one win and maybe win two? Well, I should have added that. Yeah, there's three. Furman is the other 13. Right. It's going to be really difficult. I think Louisiana is by far the worst of the 14 seeds. Kent State, seasons. by the way, a possibility if they get through Indiana and maybe get Drake in the second round, mm -hmm. as I think they will, could have a rematch of a, a mentor and pupil, Kelvin Sampson against Rob Zenderhoff in the Sweet 16, uh, former assistant under Kelvin Kelvin Sampson, Sampson by the way, hates Indiana. <laughs> Kelvin Sampson does hate yeah. Indiana. Oh, yes, he does. Don't get him started on that. All right, gentlemen, when we come back, we'll round out the Midwest division and also get your pathways to the final four. Who's coming out of the Midwest? That is next. Continue it rolling on here. A special edition of VEASAN tonight. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry every rematch every rookie debut every game revealed the 2024 nfl schedule release presented by verizon coming in may live on nfl network espn2 and streaming on nfl plus terms and conditions apply to nfl plus visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more